Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line, Robin Taylor Zander. Hello, sir. How are we today? Excellent. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Uh, well, we just kind of went over that off the air here, so we'll just <laughs> leave that there. Hey, Robin, you got a new album out, and I think this is really cool because this is one of the times where you did pretty much everything on it, correct? Yes, that's right, except for uh, horns, cello, and harp. Uh, it's all me. Why did why did you draw the line at uh, horns, cello, and harp? Didn't have time. Well, to... <laughs> I just don't know how. To, I I'm not that skilled. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey, Robert, go back to the beginning of this album. When you're getting ready to do something like this, and you're thinking about, you know, hey, I'm going to do all the parts on it. How's that? How's that kind of come up? Is it just I want to do it? Is it I think this would be best? What's the starting phase of that? Well, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> And uh, you don't have to hire musicians to, to, to play parts that you already know how to play on that instrument. So there was that. And um, But, I mean, other than that, I, I just love playing the drums. I love playing guitar and, and all the other the bass and piano. And, uh, you know, I've been doing it all my life. So I figured why not take a take a stab at it. That's very cool. Robin Taylor Zander on the line with me. Um, so the new album, uh, The Distance is Out, uh, was released back in April. If you're going to tell someone something about this album and go, this is this is why you should listen, this sums up the whole thing, what would that be? Well, um, you can hear my influences on the record, and if you're into um, bands like the Beatles or the Kinks or the Who and the Rolling Stones, Cheap Trick, <laughs> uh, you know, if you like that stuff, that's what I grew up on. So um, basically, um, strong melodies and catchy choruses, you know, they're, they're all throughout this record. And I'm just excited for the people who, who, uh, like that kind of melodic music to get turned on to this. No, absolutely. And, uh, I was trying to, cause I, I imagine you've been bombarded with the whole dad cheap trick stuff. So I was trying to hold that off, but, uh, uh, your dad, Robin Zander. Yes. And you played with cheap trick. Yes. Now, when you got done with this, was it, when you played it for him, was there dad moments with it or more music industry moments where he's listening to it as a dad or, you know, like, ah, I don't know about that. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, those those lines kind of get blurred because, you know, I grew up talking music with my dad because he's a musician. So yes. it's kind of normal to talk in terms of musicality or like, let's say, you know, for instance, what the order of the songs are on the record, I can have a dad moment and a musician's moment with him at the same time. And um, it's pretty unique, you know, to get someone who has perspective, who, um, you know, was signed to a record deal when he was 23 and, um, you know, grew up in that yeah. industry. I, I'm able to take, you know, the good and bad from that and learn from it. So uh, definitely helpful to have that on my side. Was there a moment that you were like, man, this is going to be a total dad moment, like you were waiting for him to react a certain way? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I asked him I asked him to sing on one of the songs, so that oh, was no. kind of great, you know? <laughs> and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll do the background parts, but nothing in the front, you know? He, he always wants to be in the background if he's yeah. on other people's records. So um, we had a good moment there, but um, he, he loves all the music on the record. He... He's heard a lot of these songs um, before they were put out. Obviously, I've shown him the demos and yeah. and uh, what they sounded like in you know in my head. So we had some good moments for sure. All right. So on the other side of that coin, did you have the like music industry moment with him? Oh yeah. I mean, it, you know, he first said, you know, where are we putting this out on? You know, which label? Where are we? You know, where are we taking this? How are we putting this out to the masses? We had a long conversation about that and. Um, 
actually I was able to, um, through my dad, meet Jack Douglas, who um, recorded the first Cheap Trick record, and uh, he's known for doing a lot of stuff like the first four records with Aerosmith. He produced, um, he did Double Fantasy, John Lennon. Um, so he, he's been in the industry, and he mixed and mastered the record. And um, cool. when we were trying to figure out where to put it out, my dad suggested, you know, why don't we put it out through Jack's label and see if you'd be interested in doing that. And he said, definitely. And so now I'm signed um, on his record label confidential. My dad had a, a little bit of a, you know, guiding force when it came to the music industry stuff on this record. Very cool stuff. Robin Taylor Zander on the line with me talking about the new album, uh, The Distance. It is out now. We'll have the links at the bottom of the page. What's your moment in this one that it was like, this, this is what makes this album special? There's a lot of songs that are special on there that I've been holding on to for a while. Um, I'd say I used to live in Nashville. I've, I've lived back home in Florida now, but uh, when I was living in Nashville, I, I met a lot of songwriters that kind of inspired me to branch out and do different genres. There's a couple country sounding songs on the record. There's pop, there's rock. Uh, there's a little bit of folk, a little bit of everything on this record. And, you know, if I hadn't moved to Nashville, I probably wouldn't have attempted to do those different genres. So, okay. um, you know, there's a couple songs and moments like a song called In Front of Me. Um, the first single, High and Low, um, the song title track, The Distance, those songs are pretty special to me um, just because of how they turned out in the record. They sound nothing like the demos that I had at home, and they just they just sounded better you know, as time went on. Yeah. Is there an over... I'm trying to figure out how to word this correctly. When you're starting an album... You know, you, you probably write, you know, a million songs or have songs come your way, and some of them fit and some of them don't. Is there a tone that you ha- that you try and stick to as much as possible with a certain album, or is it just, hey, I like this song, let's put this one on there, this one makes sense, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, quite simply, the latter, you know. Whatever comes up and makes sense in the moment is what I go for. I, I wasn't really going for an overarching kind okay. of tone or theme on this. It just turned out that way and i think a lot of that has to do with how we recorded it and where we recorded it every song was recorded in a house in upstate new york with me and an engineer and that's it pretty much so it's really bare bones me you know walking around a studio recording the drums and hopping over to the piano and you can you can hear that in the production it's very very um upfront mix wise you can really hear that it was done with you know, a little bit of love, and I yeah. think that it comes across. I just always think that about albums when you hear, you know, is it, and it's. I think it's probably different for everybody if I was to, you know, bet money on it, but it seems like, you know, sometimes it is just kind of that scatter, you know, hey, let's grab this song, this song, this song, or it's like, well, that doesn't fit the tone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, and I, I am a songwriter by trade. It's, I work on it every day, so... You know, while we were recording, even we switched out some songs for something that was brand new that I thought would fit well with these okay. these other tunes. So, like, you know, whatever happened, like I said, in the moment was what we went with. We weren't really rigid with how we put the songs together. We were kind of fluid with that. As a songwriter, is it more spur of the moment inspiration or is it thought out lyrics for you? Um, lyric wise, it's very thought out. Okay, and then music wise, it's very spur of the moment so for instance most of these songs were written music first lyrics second and the music is what comes easiest for me okay Um, the lyrics are what are more difficult and i labor over 
because they're, you know, they're always going to be printed till the end of time. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. You want to get all your grammar right. Remember your schooling and, uh, you know, like things like that. You know, I, I just I respect lyricists like Bob Dylan and I respect uh, John Lennon, and, you know, Paul McCartney and George Harrison. You know, uh, I respect Ray Davies and all the great lyricists from the 60s and 70s and onwards. So I, I kind of just want to, you know, pay homage to them and, and do my best when it comes to lyrics. So I definitely I'll, I'll labor over those more than the music. Robin Taylor Zander on the line with me right now talking about the new album, The Distance and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, when you get stuck on a lyric or a song, what does Robin Taylor Zander do? Read a newspaper or a, a pick up the dictionary or... <laughs> Um, you know, read, you know, I don't know, you know, go to the library and, uh, or take a walk outside. I don't know. It's, it depends, you know, what kind of mood are you in? I do get stuck a lot. And when I do, I, those are the things I do. I kind of just get away from it or go searching for it, you know, either or it depends. Yeah. I always think that's kind of interesting because I think in this will (laughs) sound kind of cliche, but I think people forget you're human at the end of the day, you know, and it's, it's like, okay, what, what's, what do you do when you're stuck on a problem? You know, I think that's always kind of the interesting question to ask. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I do ha- I take interest in that with the uh, artists that I listen to. I've I've read books on you know how you know Jimi Hendrix or you know the Stones and the Beatles would go into a studio and lock themselves away and come out with something great, but it's never the same formula. You know, some people work differently than others. And so I kind of try to take the best of both worlds. What do you do outside of music, Robin? Um, well, it takes up a lot of my time. I, I tour as well as record. So when I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm home. I live in Florida. Um, I, I love, I love to play golf. Um, I, uh, yeah, I like to, you know, I like to go to the beach. Um, I like to do normal things. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, but I, I really am. I'm gone a lot. So when I'm when I'm gone, I'm always on the road, either on a bus or on planes, yeah. hotels. So, you know, you try to get your home your home stuff in while you can while you're home. Favorite club in your bag? Favorite club? Yeah. Oh, like, five wood. Five wood. Five wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because listen, you can hit it off the tee if you need to, a little safety tee shot, and then you can, you know, if you got the wind coming in and you want to hit something low and run it up the green, hit a five wood. There are so many people that go the 10-cup route and go 7-iron. Well, it's if you like your irons, you know. I like my woods. But, you know, that's that's the difference between, you know, if you do the two-club bag uh, challenge where you have, like, two clubs that you can take and, yeah. and play a hole. I would I would totally take a 5-wood a and, a, you know, a, maybe like a eight, an 8-iron eight or something, and i just play with those two clubs. Do you get to uh, uh, golf when you go out on tour? You get to take a break off, and it's it's tricky. If we're on a bus, I we definitely try to do it, but you can only if it's a show day. You can only do like nine holes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel like you're worn out. Is there a place that uh, when you do go on tour, it's like no, we have to stop and golf here? Oh man, there's so many places like that. <laughs> um, we were playing in um, man, where were we? We're in South Carolina. We were passing Augusta, and oh. we went through a town called Aiken. And in Aiken, they have um, Palmetto Golf Club, and that place has been around since Augusta. And it used to be back in the day where people would go play Palmetto as a warm-up to the Masters. So I got to play that course with my dad and the drummer from ZZ Top, and um, that was quite an experience. I can only imagine what that day would have been like. Oh, man. I've, unlike any other day I've ever lived. 
<laughs> hey, real quick, what do you shoot usually? Oh man, I'm I'm a twelve twelve handicapper. Okay. So I'm not I'm not too bad. I'm not too good. I'm I'm right in the middle there. There you go. I like it. Robin Taylor Zander on the line with me right now. The distance is out now. I, I know you got to get going and uh, get rolling and stuff. Uh, Robin, it was great talking to you. Nice to meet you, and wish wish you nothing but the best, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Thanks.